And we're back with episode three of Not So Subtle, gentlemen. I am Sean. I'm Rick. And we're here just to talk about what's going on in the world of TV, movies, comics. And like last week, we started off uh, the podcast with some, you know, personal stories. Maybe something that happened to us throughout the week. I hear, Rick, you have one for us. Me and a friend of ours were uh, sitting at a coffee shop in our local town. And suddenly we hear a sound like somebody threw a lawnmower into a meat grinder. And we were like, what? What is this? So we get up and look and a lady has well we, we we see from the coffee shop there is a is a school and whenever we get up and look there's a car sitting on the fence and we're like what in the world it wasn't so, there before no it was not there before the okay. fence was there and she was about two feet from a telephone pole on the wrong side crossed over from the sidewalk she was even off the sidewalk into the fence nice so uh, we rush over there, see if everything's okay. A couple guys make it before we do. Car is in the, the, the tire is in this hole and it's sitting on a fence. All these kids are on the other side of the playground going, ah, what, what's going on? And uh, we're trying, we're knocking on the windows. We're like, ma'am, are you okay? Ma'am, are you okay? And the lady's like, what's wrong? What are y'all talking about? <laughs> and we're like, ma'am, are you Okay. Well, of course I'm okay. Everything's fine. Her windows are up. Her car is running. Her car smells like gasoline, which of course means the gas tank is, we're like, ma'am, you need to turn off your car. Why? What's wrong with my car? Like, ma'am, please turn off your car. She turns off her car. She finally puts it in park. She finally unlocks the doors. We get her out. She's like, I don't see what the problem is. In the meantime... Three fire trucks have arrived. They're blocking the road. Their police cars are coming up left and right. And we're like, what? Ma'am, are you okay? There's nothing wrong. Everything's fine. What is wrong with this lady? (laughs) Well, it turns out a little later, uh, the next day, we got the newspaper. And the lady said she was reaching over uh, for a bucket of sand that was in her car. And I can verify there was a bucket full of sand in her car and because of the wreck it was everywhere it was just really surreal because we didn't know if she was hurt or delirious or but uh, you know you don't see stuff like that every day and you hope that people are going to get out there and help and a lot of people came to help you know there's people doing the right thing you know there wasn't a lot of people you know and the the school officials you know took care of the kids and that was all good fence is already fixed and everything's up like that there's just you know you don't normally run into something like that so i thought i thought it was worth mentioning that that i just have two questions what why the sand and why why do you think that there's nothing wrong i i feel like johnny depp in fear and loathing what is this not a reasonable place to park I mean, this is a sidewalk. sidewalk. Yes. Like, why did this lady be like, nothing's wrong? Don't call nobody. Don't tell nobody. What they want you to do, lock you up in a little metal box. Well, this Uh, lady sounds like she may need to be locked up in a little metal box. Like, why why were you reaching for sand? Why did you have a bucket of sand? You're like, drive another. I need my bucket of sand now. Well, this was a. Well, let's. I don't want to, you know, say anything about people in general, but I mean, you being from this area kind of looks like, kind of, kind of looks like somebody from our, actually she was from, uh, uh, Cersei, so, okay. <laughs> but she so, looks like you'd run into her at the dollar general. So there, uh, kind of made sense. There, there may be a little, 
you know, a little local <laughs> cuisine being tasted. Are you saying um, she needed some primatine or some some ah, some of that? She, or she she may have been just getting out to purchase some. Who knows? Uh, yeah, but anyway, we we just <laughs> we were kind of bum puzzled about it. That's that's pretty good. I like that. Brought up a movie reference to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and man, I can't recommend that movie enough. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. That's definitely one of the best movies. I love it. Uh, and I'm I'm not even in like we we've known some people that have a certain culture and and adore that movie. I, I I disagree. You have to be part of a culture. I love that movie. I have no culture. I just love movies. It's true. It's true. It, it's a good movie. Uh. Uh, no matter what lifestyle you follow, although others claim it to be better. You took too much, man. Too much, too much. That's right. So I was looking, when we were talking about the movies uh, this week, I see uh, The Huntsman. Now, is this going to play off the same movie, The Huntsman, Snow White and The Huntsman with No Talent McGee and Thor? Well, actually, no talent, McGee. Uh, the girl from uh, the Twilight movies is not in in this, but yes, it is the uh, sequel to The Huntsman. It does have Chris Hemsworth and. Uh, um, I, didn't, I didn't even see who the female role was taken by. It's uh, Furiosa, a girl with one arm that was in uh, What's His Face with uh, Who's a What's His. Um, nice, specific. Uh, Charlie's. Shirley's Theron. There we go. What? She's in it again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's that's about the closest to any kind of nerd movie coming out this week. Uh, next week looks looks a little better. <laughs> right. And remind me, when do we get Civil War? Is that May? May 6th. May 6th. Okay. May 6th. I'm so, taking the day off. I'm taking my son out of school. We'll go to the 4 o'clock. I, here, here, let me, since you've hit it. Let me let me bring this point up that I wanted to bring up. Movie theaters, stop shoving 3D down my throat. I know what you're doing. You only have one showing in 3D, the premiere showing on Thursday night, so you can get more money out of my tickets. You can kiss my butt. I will go the next day to the first 2D showing with my child. I don't need your stupid 3D. It was a gimmick to start with a gimmick now you've raised every ticket price in the united states and you're getting your money for it it's true stop being greedy yeah Mm. i mean well i don't go see 3d movies anyway my wife gets headache from the 3d movies so they're not normally on our list i've talked her into a couple of them one of which I believe was Guardians of the Galaxy. And even though she had the headache, she said that movie was totally worth the headache. So we don't really do the 3D thing. I mean, I'm all, about, I'm all about the cheap tickets. Give me a matinee when there's as few people in the theater as possible. That's what everybody should be looking for. You should come up here sometime. Uh, we, we got a brand new theater now that you can actually go online weeks out and choose your exact seat. Oh, we have reserved seating in Arkansas? You're yes. telling me we have reserved seating in Arkansas? We, we have reserved seating, and it is an incredible theater. Uh, full 
all leather chairs. You can kick all the way back if you want. Thank it, Rob. It, it only holds, I think, 75 people at a time. Each theater, I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, each theater is only 75 people. So, like, if you want to see something for, like, Civil War, uh, my friend that I work with got tickets to Civil War, and he's already having to wait till the 16th. I think is when he picked his tickets. Everything up till that point has already been pre-ordered. Oh yeah, yeah. Every every seat in the theater has been pre-ordered up to now, the sixteenth of May. Now is this a seat? Is this a theater kind of like the Alamo Draft House where you can get food and and drink no, brought to you? They're, they're not on that level yet. Okay, okay. Because that's that's where I'd like to see. You know, about everywhere end up is where. You know, you're going, you're catering to your audience and making it a great experience that people want to go out and pay good money for. See, you yeah, know. I've uh, I've been to a couple where you're able to, you know, purchase uh, bar type food and have that brought to your table. And what I noticed was even though there's food, even though uh, we were sitting at, excuse me, bar tables, everybody was still quiet. And I was like, this is awesome because that's what I was worried about the experience was you know how I am when I see when I walk into a theater the moment the lights go down and the trailers start I'm quiet I am on silent with my phone if it's not turned off immediate silence I paid eight to fifteen dollars depending on the theater to see a movie I will watch and enjoy every moment of the darkness that I can like I hate people that want to just keep on yapping no 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 and that's what i noticed with the i could the draft house setting was people were still quiet even though there's mm -hmm. food around well now since since we're on the subject of movie theaters uh there was recently uh, a kerfuffle with i believe it was amc they had a uh uh now they they were at a conference with you know the other theater owners go to not really the public and they put out a statement saying that they were going to have theaters that allowed texting. And the internet exploded all over their faces. I've seen that. So and, that's what I just caught a uh, retraction where they said they were no longer going to allow it. So right. the public had an uproar, obviously. But, but here's the thing that was explained to me was that... He wasn't talking about every theater. He wasn't talking about a section of a theater. He was talking about they were they were maybe going to designate some theaters for that, where you could text if if you wanted to see the movie and you wanted to have a good time uh, with your friends and text and that kind of thing. They, the, there would be a theater designated for that. You wouldn't be with the with the normal people. And uh, I would the, never ever ever go in that 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 would be like my worst nightmare it's like sorry sir the only ticket we have available is the kids playroom that's where i would end up i know it i would never go in there i'll skip any movie ever <laughs> no way right right and, and basically it was for uh you know trying to tap into the young millennial teen audience who you know they 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 do everything with their phone. They, you know, they want to record certain moments. Like the the idea was proposed to me that the this this theater or whatever could have a app or, or some kind of texting service that uh, notifies you when there's a moment coming up and you record record the moment or record the moment or catch catch a jump scare and that kind of thing. And I could see where that would appeal to some people, especially you know, uh, I say younger people. Oh, like I wouldn't be doing it with my with my buddies, 
right back in the day i but mean not 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 paying you know 15 dollars for a ticket i wouldn't be i'd be watching the movie but i will say i will say this okay i've known you 20 plus years in those 20 plus years we've seen i don't want to exaggerate it but we've seen probably 100 movies together over those years and that goes back to the age where i know i was 16 uh, seven. We probably I was probably seventeen or eighteen by the time we probably started hanging out enough to go see movies. But even back then, I did not speak during movie. I've always had like I've been hardcore about my movie etiquette since I was young. Like you go in, it's it's a place of reverence for me. It's the movie theater. Just just enjoy it. It's the two hours to nowadays almost three hours where you can totally have a suspension of disbelief and enjoy an adventure, uh, you know, to get away from the monotony of the normal day-to-day stuff. And yeah, that, that goes back to watching fun kids movies. The only time I've ever had an altercation in a movie theater, and this does go back to younger days before I even knew you, if I can interject a personal story here, some friends and I uh, went to see Mortal Kombat Annihilation, <laughs> and uh, it, we now, were we were all fourteen and fifteen at the time, so we couldn't drive yet, uh, or else we had learner permits, but we're not able to drive without an adult. And we went to see Mortal Kombat Annihilation. What a movie for the story to center around, but go ahead, go ahead. Well, well, let me tell you what makes this even funnier. This is going to see Mortal Kombat Annihilation the second time. Oh my god. Okay, it's just, man, if you knew where we came from, it's a town of about 10,000 nowadays. Back then, it was probably closer to six to 7,000, honestly, if you didn't count all the rural areas. And uh, so there wasn't a lot to do. So we went and see Mortal Kombat Annihilation again. And this time, obviously, we're not as involved in the movie. Let me get. Let me interject here. I was out when they killed Johnny Cage. F that movie. Go on. That's right. <laughs> and we're sitting there talking, openly talking during a movie. And there's these kids behind us. And they tap us on the shoulder. And they're like, hey, can y'all be quiet? And we're like, No. We've already seen this movie. And they they obviously get mad and they're like, do you want to go outside? One of my friends stands up and says, why don't we just fight in here? It's air conditioned. <laughs> at, at that this point... Went, his initials wouldn't be NJ, would he? <laughs> that would be correct. It would be Mr. NJ. NJ would be correct. Uh, Mr. Tire Iron himself. Yes, know. Tire Iron. You got that. And... Uh, so the kids get mad and they leave. I say kids. We're all kids. And we go outside as well because, hey, they went outside. I want to know what's going on. Lo and behold, they're hiding in the alleyway next to the library. We're at the Landers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we step out and they freaking pop me in the back of the head and knock me to the ground. I am like dazed, like straight up seeing stars. My other two friends are able to... You, you can guess C-S uh, was the uh, second friend. Uh-huh. 
So he's rather large. He can take care of himself. He takes on two of them straight up, head up, and they can't, they can't, they're not even hitting him. Like he's holding them off. Coming all, I, all I see is an image of him with his hand out with him just swinging. That's, that's pretty clear. You're, you're seeing the image. Yes. Uh, NJ comes out of the alleyway with a piece of steel rebar somewhere he picked it up. He is a weapon master, man. Let me now tell hold you. on, hold on, hold on. Before we go further, are, is the statute of limitations uh, <laughs> this, out? This did not... No one else got hurt. All it was was threats from that on. The moment a big, probably a three-foot piece of steel rebar comes swinging at somebody, attitudes change real quick. <laughs> And uh, it was just whiffed by someone's face. And they were like, okay, game over. We we give if y'all give. And, you know, that's the way it goes when you're 14 and 15. Or at least back in our day it did. Back in my day? Back we used in a, my day? We used a tire iron to solve our differences. Yeah. Yeah, multiple times. We are totally off topic and it feels like it's going perfect. So, well, off-topic is the way we roll. Of the stuff we have left, the one article I really enjoyed, Green Goblin Switching Sides. Now, I, I I don't know if you know, but I really enjoy the work of William Dafoe. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he does he's amazing a great actor. Stuff. Yeah. He does and, uh, I've Saints. seen him in plenty of Boondock movies Saints. besides. Please. Oh, Boondock Saints. So yeah, and and of course we're we're discussing that uh, William Dafoe is going to join the Justice League, where he played uh, the Green Goblin in the Marvel movies. So he's going to be a good guy. He's going to be a good guy. Who do you believe him to be? I'm, you know, I'm I'm more of a Marvel guy. I'm not familiar enough with with the DC pantheon to even even ponder a guess. Um, if he's going to be a good guy, uh, the picture I'm looking at, all I can see is like Vandal Savage or um, uh, Alex Luthor at one point with a beard. But, I mean, those are all bad guys. So, yeah. I mean, good guys, I don't know. Yeah, I started to say, well, he could be an anti-hero and he could be somebody like Taskmaster. Sportsmaster. Sportsmaster. Is that yeah, it? there you go. Yeah. He was featured on the... Uh, on the teen, uh, not the Teen Titans, Young Justice, Justice, Young Justice, yes. which is a really great series that they just got the second season up on Netflix. Me and my, uh, Logan are going through it. It's great. We've already seen the second season, but we're watching it. Again. I'm I'm still slowly working my way through the second season. Um, second season's not quite as fluid as the first. I understand on the bigger picture of the second season, uh, there's probably way more storyline there. But there's not as much action. There is a lot of dialogue, and you have to be really, really paying attention to follow some of the dialogue. I will admit that. Like I've I've had to rewind parts and been like, "What? What were they talking about?" <laughs> you know, having a having a young child has done that to both of us, I believe. Yes, yes, it, it makes it. Quite I've difficult. I've learned to just live with the Netflix uh, subtitles on. Oh, that's a really good idea. One thing that caught my eye this week was a story about how Spider-Man saved Captain America uh, Civil War. Now, this is coming from uh, io9. They're reporting a story that uh, one of the guys was talking about when they were designing the movie, 
they had to commit on putting Spider-Man in there. They thought he was integral to the story before they even had the talks uh, settled with Sony. So the plan really hinged on getting Spider-Man in a partnership or getting it back. Uh, he even was quoted as saying uh, that uh, Sony would ask if they have a plan B. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We, we have a plan B. They didn't have a plan B. No, they had no idea. <laughs> this better happen. Do you have Plan B? Oh yeah, yeah, I got a Plan B. Yeah, and if and if you read the uh, uh, the story Civil War, which I'm not a big fan of the crossover ideology that's gotten into Marvel and DC of late, like everything has to be a crossover. Civil War, I did collect and read, and there is a couple of moments in that book that are that are game changers in comics. There's a uh, quite often quoted uh, uh, soliloquy by Captain America about standing by the river of truth. Uh, you can, you can find that uh, online easily. The Punisher Captain America fight uh, is one of my favorite things about it. You know, Spider-Man is an integral part of that. He is of course the, the keystone at which the um, main part of the story is about secret identity and, and, and being registered. And he's a really great part of that story. Um, if you, if you want, look at, we're not going to go into it here, but, uh, for, it could spoil the, what's coming out in the movie and just look that up if you want, or wait for a civil war to come out, which that's what I'm going to do. In fact, I'm off trailers. I'm off clips. I'm off TV commercials. May 6th. That's my day. I'm done. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pumped for it. I mean, I know we've I think we've talked about Civil War nearly uh, all three episodes so far. I mean, it just shows the hype that Marvel has brought. It it it's amazing for me to think that the dreams that we had when we were sixteen and seventeen, enjoying these comics, are now on the big screen, and we get to see it and. I watch the trailers and I enjoy them, but at the same time, I just hope it's good. You know, I I hope they try, stay true to a lot of the source material. I source know I, material. I said it last week. I'll say it again. You have source material that uh, was good enough. Do the product famous. Stick with it. And and speaking of source material, it looks like they're sticking a little to the story because. Spoilers, Tony Stark is going to show up in Spider-Man Homecoming. Robert Downey Jr. has committed to a role in the movie, which, of course, since they are uh, connected now, he is going to be playing Tony Stark. Uh, This is apparently also kicked out. Who did they have? Uh, Mr. Batman himself. Christian Bale. (laughs) Wrong Batman. Original Batman. Original. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Uh, who was rumored to be playing uh, the vo- Vulture, has came out of the movie. But I guarantee it's because of the sum they had to pay uh, Robert Downey Jr. to get into the movie. So spoilers, Iron Man makes it through. This is this is good. This is going to be awesome. The fact that they're going to build off the friendship of Peter Parker and Tony Stark. They're great friends. When you think about the Marvel Universe, really, your your smartest people that there are, even in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, have to be, you know, Tony Stark's up there, Peter Parker's up there, uh, Reed Richards, and Bruce Banner. I I would say... 
Of course, your smartest character, Reed Richards, is is stuck in in Fox developmental hell until we'll never they... get to see poor Reed. He's he's so it's horrible. It's horrible. I, I don't even want to think on it. <laughs> Although well, then... you know, I've never even seen the newest one because I mean, after do you really want to see a film after the director says, "Hey, sorry, it's crap." Like the director I... of the film openly said that don't don't go see it. It's horrible. I I will I look I respect Chronicle was great Michael B Jordan is a great actor uh, if it hits Netflix uh, and all the actors in in that movie are you know have done stuff when it hits Netflix I will watch it I am not paying a movie ticket I am not buying a DVD I am not buying a Blu-ray other other than it gets in front of my eyes without me lifting a finger I, I'm not going to watch it. Until then, then I'll make a judgment. And, you know, it actually panned out for uh, Green Lantern, which was a really panned movie. I found quite enjoyable, you know, with such low expectations. And I'll say that. But, I mean, I I can enjoy the movie. I mean, I I guess it's because I didn't pay $10 for a ticket to go see it and want to throw up in my mouth at the movie theater. (laughs) That's funny. So, Sean, how do you feel about a Hasbro cinematic universe? That that sounds pretty awesome. I mean, uh, off the top of my head, you know, Has- Hasbro means G.I. Joe to me, first and foremost. So, I, w- I would like uh, a G.I. Joe cinematic universe. Well, how would you like a G.I. Joe and a mask and a... Love mask. And a visionaries... And a Micronauts and a ROM movie. ROM the Space Knight. That that sounds rather complicated, but I could follow it. Well, this is apparently Hasbro's new plan is a cinematic universe, oddly enough, not shared in the Transformers universe, which, oddly enough, I'm fine with. <laughs> because the Transformers movie, as we touched on, yeah. aren't that great. Um... G.I. Joe and Mask kind of makes sense. Uh, they've already done a Mask figure in the G.I. Joe line a couple years ago. They did a Mac Tracker figure in G.I. Joe with his mask. Um, the the parallels in G.I. Joe and Mask are okay. I mean, the bad guys in Mask were uh, Venom, I believe, and Venom Snakes, whatever. That's fine. The Visionaries was an odd property, uh, a holographic... Uh, they were figures with holographic uh, weapons and, and characters. Kind of odd. Micronauts. Micronauts and ROM both share uh, the fact that they had a pretty good run in Marvel Comics as licensed properties. Now, uh, they're both out of M- Marvel, and ROM is back with IDW. In fact, they had some. IDW is going to release some variant covers of the uh, Transformers with. Rom on the cover. Now, he's not going to be in them. They're just variant covers, but it's to celebrate his return to comics. But as for a cinematic... That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know Visionaries, Rom, or Micronauts as well as Mask and G.I. Joe. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know how, how much that fares for the rest of the people out there either. Yeah, like I said, Mask and G.I. Joe I can see fitting together. These others, I think you could make some great standalone movies with them. I just don't know how you would connect them into a shared universe. ROM is really exciting if if you were ever a fan of ROM, which of course was a horrible 70s toy. 
But now the comic uh, in Marvel Comics actually is deep in the history of Marvel because they tied in the bad guys, uh, the dire race. I believe they related them to the... They were an offshoot of the Skrulls. Uh, they fought the X-Men. Uh, Rom's, Rom's weapon was used to make another weapon that uh, stripped Storm of her powers at one time. There's a lot of stories that involve Rom I could get behind that. in the Marvel Universe. I could, I could get behind that. I like that. <laughs> well, actually, she was Strip more Storm annoying with all her powers. powers so. I don't know if that's possible. Now, the Micronauts, I never was... I was aware of them, but uh, I just saw covers, of course, with them and... X Men and stuff like that. So, but that's that that came up this week. That sounds pretty awesome. So we could be getting a a new GI Joe movie, in other words. Yeah, and I felt that the second G uh, here's we didn't we discussed the Transformers movies. We didn't discuss the GI Joe movies. The first movie I was okay with because it was kind of kind of like how I feel about the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. It's how you played with your GI Joes, like especially in the last third of the movie where it looked like an under you were just playing in the bathtub with G.I. Joe's. But the second movie was alright. I got you got a proper Cobra Commander on screen and that was that was fun. The Rock was, of course, you know, pure charisma machine and he's fine in the movie. Yeah, other than that it was pretty fun. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, but it it's the best of the two, we'll put it that way. But I I'm ha- I'm happy for them to get taken have another run at it. It looks cool. That sounds good. Uh, I mean, as long as you do proper casting, G.I. Joe's storyline shouldn't be too hard to write. Yeah, we'll tell that to the writers of the last two. We have late-breaking news. Last night, there was a trailer released, or made it in front of my eyes, of some classic horror movies. Do you remember Hollywood started remaking Japanese horror movies over here? Made the ring, the gr- the grudge. Did you ever see either of those? Yeah, uh, I've seen all those, and then there have been so many. Uh, the one about the kids that ran from the electricity monster, uh, the one that invaded the internet. There's so many of those. Oh, the best one of the all the covers. I call them covers because that's really what they are. Just a movie cover is a uh, Shutter. That's another. That's a really good one that has a Japanese original, but was an American remake. If I have to choose one of the American remakes, I choose Shutter. Well, let me ask you this question: We got our Daredevil versus Punisher. We got our Batman versus Superman. We got our Captain America versus Iron Man. How do you feel about The Grudge versus The Ring? The Grudge versus the Ring. Junon wow. versus Ringu. In Japan, they've released a trailer. So does they're does, crossing does the grudge... over? Yeah, they're crossing over the movie. Okay. So, so in other words, the the <laughs> cat sounding boy <laughs> has to watch the movie of the little girl that's scary and stuck in the well, and, and comes fight. out of the TV. So the the monster watches the movie and then does he does he have phone service? Does he get a phone call? <laughs> and, and then if he's not there, is it one missed call? It is a rather unique pairing, and I I laughed through the whole trailer. Um, they've almost got me. I mean, I will probably if it, if it gets in front of my eyes, I'll probably watch that just for the hilarity. Oh, I'll probably watch it. I mean, B horror is amazing to me. And I consider this in the realm of B-horror. Um, and let's talk about... Uh, now, everybody's excited for the 
Marvel Universe to to end up where it's going. We're heading full steam into the middle of the Infinity Gauntlet or Avengers Infinity War. But let's look beyond that. We got a news item that the Inhumans movie has dropped off of the Marvel schedule, which is the first movie after Phase 3 is complete, ending in Avengers Infinity War Part 2. Uh, what right. what happens then? I'm thinking Atlantis Attacks. Now, are you familiar with this storyline? Atlantis Attacks. I am not. And whenever Marvel wasn't crossing over something every five minutes, they had uh, a few of the big uh, crossovers. Even before Infinity Gauntlet, there was Atlantis Attacks, which was the, the crossovers they did in the annuals for a while. So every annual that came out that year would have this big crossover. Atlantis Attacks was where, to a small part, and the funny thing about it is, Atlantis doesn't play that big of a role in it. Uh, the Basically, it ends up uh, the Elder God Set is trying to take over the world, and he needs seven brides. A bunch of uh, female characters are taken, and everybody has to get them back. And the uh, Atlantis is involved just a little bit. And it, it was a pretty big story. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I think um, that'd be a great way to introduce the Submariner, if they could get him back. I started to say, we're getting the Submariner if we're talking Atlantis in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, which everybody, I believe... Who was first? Uh, well, in the in the first issue uh, in Marvel Comics that Timely Comics released, uh, Namor is considered the first character. He was on the cover. Uh, well, no. The Human Torch was on the cover, but Namor was the first story, I think. But uh, and it wasn't. Okay. This is the old Human Torch, the the android in the current Marvel. The okay, so Submariner was before uh, Aquaman. I believe so. I I would have to research that, but I'm pretty sure you could say yes on that. That's pretty cool. All right. This conversation is going to require some editing. <laughs> Let's. Uh, we didn't do any TV talk. Well, how, what is your feeling? We're, we're talking about uh, all the cinematic universe stuff. What about the TV universe stuff? How do you feel about any of what the Berlantiverse is what it's called? What DC is doing on TV? Now, I know you haven't watched a lot of it, but what is your impression of it? Okay, when it comes to the DC Universe on television, right. I feel... We're talking Arrow, I get, I got Flash, uh, Legends right. of Tomorrow, and well, Supergirl. Yeah. Well, I got burned so hard on Smallville, and I know I shouldn't have, but, but I got burned pretty hard because I, I bought into Smallville hardcore. First five seasons, first four seasons, I'll say, were amazing. I believe fifth season is Rider's Strike, or maybe six. Either way... And I stuck through the entire 10 seasons and it just, it, it didn't have a good build up. It didn't have a good finish. So when all these others came out, uh, because they were carried by the same network, I did not give them a try. Mm -hmm. I have made it through the first, most of the first season of Arrow. I've watched one season or one season, one episode of Flash, one episode of Supergirl, and that is it. No Legends of Tomorrow at all? No. Okay. I have watched uh, most of it, all of that. Flash is absolutely great. I can't talk uh, enough about the Flash. Arrow can give or take it. Legends of Tomorrow is okay. Supergirl is okay. The episode with the, where the Flash crosses over is great. 
Um, but uh, I think Marvel's still doing better with like Agents of Shield. They were really great with Agent Carter. They've got a couple of other projects coming up. Wait to judge those when they come out. But now, this isn't just superheroes that are on TV. As of this date, the 23rd, Game of Thrones Season 6 premieres tomorrow. How do you feel about that? Jon Snow, are you dead? Please, please don't be dead. He's not. He's not dead. Permanently. I don't believe so. Well, I, He'll be I, back. I think we should clarify that. Jon Snow is dead. But I I don't think he's okay. John Snow is dead. You don't you don't get stabbed forty times and not suffer some consequences. But I guarantee you, I know what the first thing I'm doing when I come back to life is. I'm gonna go bitch slap that little kid that sold me out. He is no longer my friend. Well, Sorry, I, I thought kid. that kind of you ended learned... whenever he put an arrow through his girlfriend's chest. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's gonna be great now. Here's the question. Uh, while we're at Game of Thrones, we might as well go full-fledged. Do you believe Stannis is dead? I think the next time you see Stannis will be his head on a pike. Really? I do. You think Brienne of Tarth killed, cut his head off? And she'll be, it'll, the scene will be, you'll see his head bouncing, You'll you'll pan down the pike and you'll see Brienne with a smile on her face walking wherever she's going. I don't know, man. I'm saying he's alive. I think she she faked him out and she cut the side of the tree. Uh, I I don't know why. I just have this feeling that why? Okay, there was such a buildup, such a buildup for her getting this revenge. And then it did not show it. It's not like Game of Thrones doesn't not show you stuff. They make sure, oh, you want to see a fight? You want to see somebody die? We'll show you somebody die. The fact that they did not show me Stannis dying or dead, I think he's alive. Well, I don't know what a role he'll play, but I believe he's alive. Um, you know, I don't really care about Stannis that much. I mean, he's whenever he had his daughter burned. Oh, at the he state, deserves everything that's coming to him. I'm it, more concerned. I hope it's horrible. I'm more concerned with Ramsey. Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton. Yes. Uh, and I just read an article that he has made it to most hated man on television. Yes. So he's the new Joffrey. That means I was right. Ramsey and uh, Walder Frey. Boy, Walter Frey needs his comeuppance this season. Yes. There's going to be uh, a lot of comeuppance, I have a feeling. I want to see what... Dude, what, what's your take on Littlefinger? Like, this guy is the perfect snake in the grass. I never know what to think about Littlefinger. Is he good? Is he bad? Does He, he watches out for number one first. That's what he does. He watches out for himself. But he has plans... He is a shysty little bastard. Like he, he makes his way. He knows what he's doing. Master manipulator there. Yeah, I've, I'd like to just see somebody punch him in the face because he's, he's just. I don't like him. He's like the slimy guy, but he's hiding the slime. Yes, this is very true. And then we get to see what happens to Arya now that she's been blinded. Mm, the newest trailer. I think they implied that she's she can see again. She uh, she has the ability, I would say, to see. She can't see see. She still is blind. She's got like daredevil type powers now. <laughs> That's the crossover we've been waiting for. Yeah, she's got 
but that's the way I would I believe it's just I mean I've heard it described as I personally haven't read the books up to that point so I can't say and we don't honestly know what they're doing in the TV series they could change it but I think she has something like more magical type powers is what is going to allow her her ability to see well that's about all the TV talk this week now I've heard that somebody picked up a very new video game and is very much enjoying it Dark Souls 3. Now, I can say I love it. But at the same time, when you play a game from from software, you have this sense of dread and fear constantly in your gut. You've never played a, a Souls game or Bloodborne. Well, now, I, I, I was looking at Dark Souls, the first one, the other day, uh, whenever I was looking at some other games, which I'll talk about here in a minute. And I think I did actually play the uh, like a first level kind of release, uh, okay, to see to see what it was like, and it was very hard. And I was like, no, I don't have time for this. But uh, the game seemed very familiar. It's it's very difficult. You're constantly filled with dread, knowing that any mistake on any mob can kill you. Uh, they all have attacks that are quite simple and be, can be killed in a couple of attacks but if you get sloppy and don't go at an attack just the right way or don't sidestep at just the right time they can unleash a flurry of attacks that unless you are of a certain level and have attained gear that is very well you're going to die we're talking about bosses that are huge ginormous sides of buildings that just crush you in ways that sends shivers down your spine. It's it's an awesome game. I've made it through three bosses. I would like to say I would be further along, but due to my work and my just normal day-to-day life, I haven't made it that far. But three bosses in, I feel I'm fairly accomplished, and it is an incredible game. And while we're talking about Dark Souls 3, I was searching around before we started recording today, and I found somebody has started a Kickstarter. Steam Forged Games Limited has started a Kickstarter to start a Dark Souls board game. It oh, looks wow. Like, yes, it looks like it's been up for eight days. It has 14,427 backers at this time. Their original goal was $70,832. And in this eight days, they have received $1,942,952. So I believe we could be seeing a Dark Souls board game soon. And that would be amazing. If any of the lowest packages hadn't already sold out, I would definitely be buying it. But right now, the lowest package still available to the normal Joe Schmo looks about 80 pounds or 113 U.S. dollars. That is a expensive game. Now, as board games go, with as much that I can see here, and they have a picture of all of the uh, meeples and uh, your board game and your cards... There's a lot in this set, and that's probably a pretty reasonable price for a set of this big and as many uh, printed uh, 3D characters. 
it look it looks pretty awesome. I mean, that board games have had a big resurgence lately, and and stuff like this is what it's all about. I mean, this oh, kind of experience I, is what people are wanting out of their. Board I agree. Games. I agree. Uh, I I definitely plan on searching out and finding me a copy of this board game. Uh, as to whether I'll ever have the time to sit down and play a full one. I sure hope I will find the time or make sure I have a weekend off to set aside to have the time to do this because it just looks incredible. The miniatures just look so incredibly detailed. The board looks huge and looks like it's in four different sections. So you're going to have four different rooms opened up. That's going to be huge yes we're probably talking a full night of gaming if not multiple nights and the art assets for this game look look great and that's that's a big selling point with me um is the is the art uh really great so it and that is taken care of in aces oh definitely i uh like i said i just found this i have no idea if this has been tried before and failed or if this is a final attempt, but either way, I may definitely be trying to set aside some cash from the next paycheck or two to uh, spend on this because this would be incredible. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. the 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 game itself, the Dark Souls Three, I'm more of a Konami code kind of guy. You know, give me thirty lives and let me waste. You know, I may try to beat something, but I just want to sit down and have good fun. I the last time I, I put effort behind a game like that would probably be, I don't know. Uh, it, it's been a very long time since I... K- Kingdom Hearts. I'd never beat Kingdom Hearts, though it was a very fun game. Then that related to that uh, probably would be Final Fantasy X. I did complete that game. Very satisfying. Uh, worked very hard for it. And um, my You know who did beat Kingdom Hearts? <clears throat> Uh, Matt? Oh. Uh, he did, but I did first. <laughs> Sepulhof! That's right. Seriously, until until Dark Souls, that was the toughest fight I'd ever done on any video game ever, is Sephiroth on Kingdom Hearts. But Dark Souls definitely, and Bloodborne, have definitely taken the, the prize on that one. Since we're talking about some retro games, I actually picked up a couple of games. Now, they're not that retro. These are PlayStation 3 games. I did pick up um, Castlevania 2, and I picked up Bioshock Infinite. Now, I have played a little uh, bit of Bioshock Infinite from uh, like a free download, and I really did like it. I know it's a first-person shooter, and, and you know my history. I've, I've never been good at first-person shooters. I've, I've never taken to Halo or anything like that. Uh, I did do a couple games that were more over-the-shoulder, um, but this one I, I'm, I'm kind of okay into. It's got art from that game is just amazing. The soundtrack, the way they did the things in there, um, it's just very good. It's very... Uh, Little steampunky. It's a good game. You'll like it. Yeah. Uh, I beat it. I beat it. It's a great game. And as far as you said, Castlevania. You in Castlevania, man. You cannot pass up a Castlevania game. Well, I have. Uh, I- I'm a big Castlevania fan from back in the whenever Nintendo came out, and that was one of my first loves. Castlevania through Castlevania 3 on Nintendo. I've I played. I own all of them. In fact, I've got a not a sealed, but an original Nintendo 
Castlevania 2 in the box right in my hands right now that was sitting right beside me. Castlevania 4, I never had a Super Nintendo, so but I own I own Castlevania 4. I own basically every American Castlevania game. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I really like that. Now the best the best game I ever played, of course, is Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which was on the PlayStation, and that's that's absolutely a, a marvelous game. I mean, that that's really more my speed. Now, the new Castlevania, like I said, I, I've got the the second one, and I, I really like the first one. I haven't beat it yet, but I'm going to work on this one and report back on it. Oh, so. definitely. I, I'm I'm ready to hear your gaming because. Usually when games come up, I, I'll I'll play the games and then relay you the info. But this will be awesome because you're going to play the game. When and I'm excited. I'm excited for that. When when I can work it in. <laughs> it's fine. Games take a while, man. Games take a while. And on that note, it looks like we've pretty much wrapped up for this week. We hope everyone has enjoyed listening to our ramblings and our ideas and conversation about random things. And we'd like you to follow us on Twitter at not so Southern G's. And we have a Facebook page now, not so Southern gentlemen. It's on Facebook. You should be able to find it. Give us a like. And Rick, do you have anything you'd like to add before we tell these good folks to have a good one? If you could blow up our Twitter page, Twitter handle is at not so Southern G s not so southern g's and uh just you know hit us back uh look at our links like our posts and you know tell us what you think if you like us tell a friend have them listen to it let us know what you think give us feedback that's what we need and on that note we'd like to wish you all a good night have a good one get in contact with us until next time have a good night